Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Oh, buddy. Melee's basing basing his judgment that it'll be all right based on absolutely <laughs> physics, mate. Nothing at all. <laughs> Twenty minute Tim's podcast episode three hundred one. I'm your host Jamie. And am I joined by Melly? Yes. And Stephen? You sure are. And there's one question on everyone's lips. What's in the box? What's in the <laughs> box? Well, it's Dyson Mader scoring goal number three as Celtic <laughs> beat St. Johnston 7. Now, do you like that 7 joke? <laughs> that I did, yes. I People did. were going Magnificent 7. I went down the David Fincher route with the, the horrible crime story 7. It's a step up from Gerard Butler Vehicle 300 last week, isn't yeah. it? It's a step up from that. I think we can all agree. I think what's in the book... That movie's pretty horrifying, actually. Oh, and I hope I haven't ruined it for anyone that's not seen it. But Spoilers, in, mate. It's 26 yeah. years old or something. <laughs> Spoiler alert. In the box is Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Um, <laughs> anyway, Melly, what did you make of that performance of the season? Uh, one of the best performances I've seen a Celtic team play in my lifetime. It was absolutely unbelievable from start to finish. And you're going into the game thinking, right, a wee early goal to settle us down. Then, ah, best case scenario, 3 0 at half time, bring on Kyogo. Then we get this performance in the second half where we've seen Celtic play so well this season, but not for a full 90 minutes like that where they're just relentless. I loved every second of it. It's, Stephen, Quite a lot of the times this season, people have been saying, well, one day we're going to absolutely blow a team away. <laughs> one day we're going to win 7 or 8 or 9-0. I felt like that was the day. Everything clicked for Celtic. We were relentless all over the place. In a way, it's actually quite hard a game to talk about in a podcast such as this, because mm. normally we would say, oh, this was a really brilliant performance. But if you consider these angles, this happened, nothing nothing went wrong at all, basically. No. I think, uh, uh, well, we maybe got an injury I've not heard the, the full extent of. But... I think Starfield gave the ball away once. I think that's, that's basically my <laughs> the, length, uh, the, the length and breadth of my analysis on it. But genuine, what a performance it was! Absolutely brilliant. I went along with that thinking we may be getting a wee bit carried away because mm. these home games can sometimes get stodgy. There might be the wee adrenaline dump after doing so well against Rangers. Let's just be careful here. And to go out and do that, completely unexpected. Completely unexpected. I never saw a seven now. Victory coming in a million years. Thought thought they'd win, but I mm. thought it may be one of those victories you need to dig in and grind it out. No, no such worries. Melly's right. One of the best performances I can remember from from genuinely from any team that in my lifetime. So pleasing because, as you say, after the Rangers game, you, 
Rangers would have been watching that. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want to say, Melly's loving that. Go, oh, <laughs> you drank that in there. But Rangers would be watching it and you want to set a marker. So Rangers are they're all huddled around their TV. Jermaine Defoe was in Glasgow. I actually saw him. So he yeah. was up, especially in the hope that Celtic would drop points. And you're watching it and it's just like, bang, bang, bang. And it just never stops. And even the way we were playing, the constant closing down. I've never seen anything. And people rightly singled uh, Maeda for his, his closing. But it was everybody. Oh. It was absolutely everybody. And then the subs, the appearances from Turnbull and then the performance from O'Reilly. I mean, there's so much to talk about. But my main takeaway from it was I was absolutely thrilled to see it because it could have been a lull after the Rangers game. There could have been a bit of complacency setting in. Not that Andrew was ever going to let that happen in his watch. And Rangers would have been absolutely hoping for that. Rangers would be thinking, right, OK, they might have beat us, but they've still got to beat St. Johnson, who were in a wee uptick of form. Absolutely blasted them. Oh, I blasted them and I think they had a shot in the first minute or two that they blew when it was over so it wasn't any mm. any problem not a single shot after that so in what 89 minutes of football they didn't manage a shot against us and look you're right about the complacency thing because you're looking at Celtic and wouldn't let it happen but also the players can't let it happen either because when you look at that team that played against Rangers last week you can go look, nobody deserves to lose their place but no. then you've got guys like Abada Choking to play, Turnbull choking to come back, O'Reilly on the bench, Kyogo desperate to play. There's the the MD that's on the pitch can't let their performance drop because now we've got somebody to come in and take their place. And the person that can come in and take their place is capable of keeping that place. Yeah. So nobody can let anything drop. We've got huge games coming up now where we could potentially get semi-final against Rangers to get to the cup final. We've got another Celtic Rangers game and we've got a potential clinch the cinch game as well mm. so you didn't invent that did you <laughs> I just did there oh brilliant uh, so like these, the players can't let up because mm. there'll be somebody there to take their place and this was the whole problem at the start of the season where we didn't have players to come in and out now we do and you're like Humble comes on gets an assist O'Reilly comes on gets a double who's going to play next week as far as the league goes Stephen I've just got so much faith in Ange that it, complacency was Obviously, it's worth considering. It's a topic of conversation and, and immediately after the Rangers game says, right, we can't throw this away, we need Bates and Johnson. But I've got so much faith in Ange, I just don't think it's in his vocabulary. Yeah, I mean, if you're to look at it objectively, I suppose you could say that complacency might even just be human nature. After mm. a game like that, after doing so well against Rangers and it really being a difficult game at times and, get, and getting over the line in that, in a difficult place to go in a poisonous atmosphere, mm. with bottles getting chucked in everywhere, you might, you'd be forgiven for thinking... Leagues in the bag, lads. Let's just let's mm. just coast this one. Nothing could be further from the truth. And Melanie said about the shots. And not only did they not get a shot on target, but apart from that attempt on goal in the first couple of minutes, they didn't put a single shot between the corner flags. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't put the ball between the corner flags oh. once in about eighty-eight minutes or whatever it was. So, it, I mean, that Celtic completely limited that, them to that. From very early on, they had a couple of breakaways that Starfelt completely snuffed out. He was looking sharp and mm. fast oh, as well. He's, he's a lot faster than he's given credit for as well because he looks sometimes quite awkward on the ball. He's not the kind of player you look at as having that kind of that stride on him like an eye or something like that, but he, he really was quite quick in that game. Greg Taylor, brilliant again. So yep. I, mm. other than that, nothing. It was just relentless attacks. Missed several sitters in the game as well. Yeah. Having watched the back, Tom Rogic missed an absolute sitter in the first half where he danced through the defence and just kind of tamely poked it at the Aye. keeper. More time than he thought. Yeah, Abada had a, a couple towards the end he should have really done better with. Hatati nearly scored a hat-trick in the first <laughs> half as well. This could have been could have been any number of goals in this game. And it's, again, what a, it's hard to do 
do this without just gushing about the performance mm. because it really was genuinely brilliant. Really, really enjoyable. The atmosphere was better than any home game I can remember. Aside from European games and Rangers games and all that. Do you that. think that's because of the lack of tension now? Because yeah, we've I think got so. that wee cushion? I think so. I think that helps. And Hatati getting the goal quite early on definitely contributes to that as well. So we didn't have the usual, like, really tense kind of like comments and get maybe getting on yeah. the players back so there was nothing like that at all it was just a total part of the atmosphere and it was just a really enjoyable afternoon sun was out then yep. it got then it got inexplicably freezing towards the Scotland. end I don't know what was going on there but yeah what, what a day for the hoops that was smashing and like I've always said that competition kills complacency mm. in a squad but as well with the, the all round performance like we limited them to basically no shots but when you see these 7-0 victories and you go oh the other team must have been rotten St Johnston weren't rotten they, no. there was only one goal Celtic pounced on the mistake for Giacomacus's first well, for his goal but apart from that it's not as if you could say ah, they were all over the place they mm. were terrible but Celtic just literally passed them to death we had like 960 passes or something yeah, like. that's did. an incredible number they, they genuinely didn't have a sniff they didn't have the ball at all what no. was it 84% or something like that possession Celtic had something ridiculous like that they genuinely had none of the ball no attacks no no dangerous breakaways of no anything at all it was complete and utter Celtic control and as I've already said like it's you could say right Celtic got what they deserved out of that game 7-0 but it should have been much, <laughs> should have been so many more to 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 reward what level of performance that was some of the football on display again I'm just I'm just gushing left and right mm. here I'm not I'm not making any <laughs> I'm just letting you just run with it just, this is great just, well, I'm slightly I'm, the camera angle's above the waist thankfully on right? purpose yeah. mm -hmm. um, he's wearing great joggies for the boys <laughs> yeah, I know Every unbelievable week. hey is that your only fans out here doing that? No. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean the the football on display as well. And again, it's it's quite hard to to compare because what you're always battling against is nostalgia. Like, see, mm. when you think back to games when you were like 13, you think it's the best football I've ever seen in my life. Like when I I was young, it was like Tommy Burns, and then after that, the, the best team I had was Martin O'Neill. But I'm I don't think I'm being completely outrageous by saying that the way Celtic are playing just now under Portugal Glue is up there with any of it. And I know it's only St Johnston, but really, again, we've already spoken about how high pressure a game that could have been. Mm. It wasn't at all because of how Celtic played. But to go out there and just smash them like that is it's, unbelievable. It's the it's the manner of the way they're winning these oh, games. Yeah, I've, never, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, all yeah. these other teams are good in their own individual ways. But the way Ange has got this team, I've said it before, just the work ethic that he's got in this team and the way that we just relentlessly hunt the ball down. Now, Callum Booth, uh, ex-Hibs fullback, plays for St. Johnson. I've got a soft spot for him because he was tremendous for me in a football manager. <laughs> <laughs> in a football manager season. A football manager. If you play football manager, Melly, you know what it's like. Yep. Sometimes these players do a turn for you. I think I sold them for 12 million in Newcastle Ooh. United. He was brilliant wow. for me one season. Honestly, I felt for him. That that transferred over feeling bad for him because against St. John's, against Celtic rather, he was just terrified. Every time he was on the ball, he's knocking it out for play, just getting rid of it. He just couldn't... Maeda or somebody was on his case immediately and he just couldn't handle a minute of it no and on both sides because I, I did feel sorry for both fullbacks because Maeda switched from right to left mm. and then to centre half so he terrorised all of the back four I think they even played Sean Rooney as a sort of right midfielder to try and sort of stifle yeah. Celtic didn't work at all but Maeda when he got moved from left to right just terrorised both fullbacks and Jota as well set up a goal and it was just that was a great cross by the way oh, for Maeda yeah. great cross underrated uh, so just them and then you had Jack and Marcus and then you oh 
Jack Marcus is off injured, bring on a bad and put Maeda through the middle. The fence must be like, oh, come on, give a break. I want one, of these, guys, on I want one of these guys to go on open goal. They'll not come on our podcast, but I want an opposition player to go on open goal and just talk about what it's like to play against yeah, yeah. Maeda. I need to hear I need to hear this from the horse's mouth. Look, if you can get Callum Booth or one of these fullbacks <laughs> on open goal, I would love to hear about it. It's, it's not a shame, but just like that. What can you do? Because mm. usually when you're getting terrorised, it's the fact that a guy's skinning you, absolutely tearing you apart, ripping you to shreds. But they're doing that and pressing fuck out them every time <laughs> they've got the ball or the ball goes near them. And it's not as if it's one guy pressing. The whole team is so coordinated. Everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody knows the triggers when to press that... Mm. You're so scared to pass the ball because you know that guy inside is going to get pressed as well. And as soon as we get that second goal where Callum Booth makes the mistake, it just plays in the mind of all the other players and nobody can get near us, man. It was unbelievable. And they didn't even do that thing where they just lose the plot and start booting you up and down mm. because... They couldn't even get near us to do that. What was your uh, pick of the goals, boys? I think um, oh, Yakimakis was a very underrated finish. Oh, Lovely. Super, super tight angle for Rylers that. Rylers for me. Which one he scored two? The then? second one, the we drag back and mm. bang top corner. It's definitely that one for mm. me, uh, including, and I have to admit, I wasn't really aware of this at the time because the the build up to it was something like forty odd passes uh, or something like that. That's since that came to light afterwards. I wasn't really paying attention to that at the time because all I was thinking about was going to hurry up and put the ball at a place so Kyogo can come <laughs> on because he, he was standing standing in the touchline for a couple of minutes before that, and I thought. Right, come on! The ball's got to go out of play at some point because every day we'd already had a wee tease because the crowd were doing that kind of oh, and then he didn't come on. So the, the whole build up to that was spent thinking, right, Yogo's coming on in a second, and I was thinking, right, put the ball out of play, and if you're going to put it out of play, you may as well <laughs> smash it into the top corner. I suppose <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is, it, 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 it does technically as yeah. it technically as out of play. Um, I think that the most pleasing thing for me, as I said, was the performance, but it's the, the time we're hitting these performances. I mean, I know the, the thing all season is Ange's teams, they, they try and hit peak performance towards the end of the season, and you think to yourself, if you can programme it that week, you know, just programme it to happen a wee bit <laughs> earlier. <laughs> earlier. Yeah. The, I think, the week's break in between is massive for us, isn't it? Well, that, that's it, is when we've got the week's break, we don't have European football to contend with, and we can properly focus on our opponents. It's something that Ange just touched on before. I mean, there might be something in this hitting peak fitness and peak performance at this time. I was thinking about this before, but I remember, I can't remember any specific games, but I remember at points this season talking about how how satisfied I'd been with performances that just led to like a 2-0 or 3-1 or whatever victory because... Rolled. Yeah, what mm. I compared it to was, I said Man City do this all the time because they're so confident that they'll be able to keep the ball off the opponent. They'll go 2-0 up and just kill the game for even half an hour or something like that because they're so confident in their system and everybody's job that they'll just see a game out and they're very, very good at that. And I compared it that to the way Celtic were going, to, going about it. Again, I can't remember any specific games. I just remember talking about that. I do remember you talking about yeah. it. Can, can confirm. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so let me know in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> but... No, that's not happening. That's no. not happening at all. We're going out and putting seven past teams. And how, how big a thing do you think the five subs is for us? Yeah, yeah, I think it's. I think it's massive. I think like I understand why teams don't want that to come in. I, I've never been a big fan of it either. I know Ange in the past hasn't. He was kind of sceptical of mm. it at first. I love it now. Yeah, then, then he, he, I no wonder. But then he came around to it and he understood that it's because of you know, unprecedented times and all that and players being away in international duty. It's a very, 
it's a very difficult workload these days, so that changes have to come. But I've always been a wee bit wary of it because you're effectively changing 50% of your outfield team. And I think that's kind of nuts. It's not cheating, but it's not within the spirit of the game, is it? It hugely favours the teams with Mm. the greater resources, especially if you get your recruitment as well as Celtic have done, where you're reaching, and Mel, you've mentioned this a couple of times actually, you're reaching back and you've got all these top class players, that all these guys are choking to come on. Abada, who's got 15 goals or something mm-hmm. like this season, Kyogo is just coming back for injury. Wait, Tajeti comes back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <I get> it. <laughs> Sorrow isn't even getting a look in. No. Imagine, when, imagine when these guys come back. But yeah, I, f- I think it hugely favours the, the teams with the greater players, but that's... I, I just, I, my, my kind of thoughts are though, you shouldn't be able to basically whole change your entire approach to the game through the substitution yeah. system. Like the managers, they can make like subs here or subs there. They have to consider injuries. They can tweak it. But as you say, if you can change almost half your outfield team, you can set out to play the game one way and then just completely change your approach yeah. if it's not going your way. And it's kind of, I think it's a wee bit of a cop-out. But, I can, but again, it benefits us. So. Oh, yeah. It works both ways as well. Say, if by some sort of magic, St. Johnston were beating us 1-0, they could bring on more defensive players throughout the game to freshen up their team towards the end so it's always like late on in those games where Celtic are more likely to score because they're fitter they're better more prepared but if St Johnson can change half their team and keep half their backline fresh for it then they could it could benefit them as well it's just a pity Celtic smashed them I'm, I'm, I'm glad that at least it's staggered though you can't just make five substitutions all in the one goal because imagine you were doing that imagine, just... <laughs> imagine, imagine you were playing against Livingston and they're playing like a 5-4-1 and all of a sudden the board comes up and they're taking off the 4-1 for five <laughs> defenders all in one goal Jose would definitely oh, do that 100% Mourinho would be up for that eh? so at least at least he can't do that just yet but that might be the next innovation Arsene Wenger's got to do something with his day oh, he's yeah. always looking that at that was these... one of his ideas wasn't it the subs. Probably, he's coming I... up all sorts of mad yeah. ideas Arsene um, I think the thing about Celtic at the moment is and the confidence that I've got in the team I'm a, uh, you said it before we, we recorded Melly. the post-split fixtures came out we've got Ross County Rangers Hearts Dundee United and Motherwell yep. um, and we've got Ross County at home Rangers at home and no, Ross County away Rangers at home Hearts at home Dundee United away and Motherwell at home yeah. Aye, and, and you said we, we kind of talk about beating Rangers as if it's uh, a given a, a given and it's not it no. really, it's, it's really not a given but if we when is, we win the league against Hearts if we beat Hearts and we beat Rangers and beat Ross County that's when we can more or less wrap up the league but how confident really are you for the rest of these fixtures coming up? Uh, I think the the game of this weekend this cup game is going to be mm. massive because we can't we can't win uh, look we can't win another treble <laughs> <laughs> that would be absurd I know because we've been so good and then last season you're just like nah you're kind of going back to the pre-quadruple treble you go Rebels are hard to win. Mm. But that was going into the game uh, the weekend thinking, right, just get a win here and get the confidence up for next week. And then you go out and win 7-0 and you go, what, are we as good as we think? Mm. Because it's starting to look like we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying, no. I'm trying to keep a lid on it. Go away to Ibrooks. I don't think we played brilliantly, but we've done enough and thoroughly deserved the win. Get the job done. Really crushes them and kind of ends a lot of their title hopes. Then we go out and smash St Johnston 7-0 and you're like, oh no, like, are we too good here? <laughs> and even if it like if it's not going well, you've got Riley and O'Reilly and Turnbull mm-hmm. to come on, you've got Kyogo doing his get, thing. You've got <laughs> Ralston and Beaton who came on last week and did great jobs, didn't even get close to getting on. So there's players there. I think uh, John Kennedy said we had 26 players 
training last week. That's the most we've had all season. It's only Forest that's out. So you're looking at it going, we've got so many options. And look, I think next week's game is going to be difficult. If we can get through that, then the league games, they're not a formality, but Ross County away, Malky Mackay, for much it pains me to say it, he's probably in the running for the runner-up to manager mm-hmm. of the year, Ange, if Ange win the league. So, and then you've got Rangers, you're hoping to get the victory there, but three home games out of five, we should have enough there, shouldn't we? It's, yeah, it's post-blitz fixture, Stephen. Three out of five at home, I mean, without getting, with, as you say, without getting too on top of things, the league is not wrapped up yet. You know, collapses do happen. It doesn't matter how much faith I've got in Ange, collapses do happen, but at the same time, you're looking at these fixtures and you're going, what, we win three out of the five yep. and we're champions? It's definitely a good position. There's no getting <laughs> away from it. It's a good position to be in. And, <clears throat> excuse me, a potential, I don't want to get carried away with this as well, like a potential fifth treble in five, Six, six years, years, six years, has it? We can't, no, I'm not having it, Stephen. <laughs> we can't just make winning trebles a thing, right? We can't just ma- a matter of course well, because way, people will get bored. Kids will get bored of that. Aye, that's uh, it. Oh. Thing, these things always happen in Scottish football. The world's most successful club next door, oh, don't it? Oh, in the world, not, not so. for long. I'll still be doing this podcast until we take that fake title off. What I might start doing, I might try and catch the catch the attention of humorless irony assassins Kerry Phil on oh, Twitter. Oh. By I might just start tweeting about how if we win the league this year, that's the real ten. That <laughs> and, yeah. and just secured the ten. <laughs> we failed last year, but then we just did it but, the next season. But you don't even think well, we did win ten in a row with fans in the stadium. Yeah, I mean that's with <laughs> with fans in the stadium. We won Very ten true. in a row. And secures the ten. That title last year was just bounce games. Basically, yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. really count. So Ange, Ange came in and swooped in and secured the ten. <laughs> um, Melly, you got to see the man up close last week. We had some questions in the Discord. You oh, were at the international coaches convention. A few people want to know what was it like seeing Ange working close quarters. Oh, I nearly. Had- Man, oh, that so is good. so good. Well, it's <laughs> deeply unpleasant for a podcast. Oh, Don't never, never, ever do never that again. Say that <laughs> again. <laughs> or make it funny, not medical. Oh, it's <laughs> tremendous. To be fair, Ange, he didn't. Re- it was John Kennedy that ran the session. John mm. Kennedy and Darnell Day were done the session. Stevie Woods had COVID. He wasn't there. And I didn't see Cyber Gav either. But uh, it was just the. Uh, Absolute intensity that Celtic train at was absolutely incredible to watch the the fast pace, the just sheer quality in it as well. And it's just watching them like this is a team that's on it, man. Mm. They're all when they're training, they don't have like shin guards in, but Jackie Marcus is still sliding into tackles in a <laughs> possession box and all that. And his finishing was great. It was just it's just great to see it up front, the technique of all the players and all that, and just the intensity and Celtics. They only trained for an hour, mm. but it was bang, 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 players all at it. So you can see why Ange's been building towards this. And you sort of got to see a lot of John Kennedy as well. He pretty much ran the session, as I said. He'd done a Q&A with, with us after it, and uh, Ange just stood at the side and watched it all go down. So it was great to see up front. Did they mention anything about, you know, one-touch finishes? Is that <laughs> is that a speciality? How many one-touch finishes were in that St. Johnson game, by the oh, way? Well, there's it a one-touch penalty. penalty. One-touch one header. Uh, the head, the Yakimakis was that? No, it wasn't a one touch. No, was Hattati, it? Hattati was one touch. Hattati, unbelievable. Head, a header from O'Reilly as oh, well. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thankfully, that's gone. The, yeah. the, the one touch stuff because it had reached silly point. And um, Schlated it. He did yeah. a presentation uh, after it in a QA and he was talking about all his whole philosophy and all that. And he said, 
Yeah, we get the ball into these areas and we get a lot of first-time finishes. Apparently, that's a massive thing in Scottish <laughs> <laughs> See, when it gets to the point where you're asking the player himself about how many touches it takes to put the ball over the line, yeah. it has reached absolutely ludicrous levels. So, thankfully, that's in the bin now that he's taken two because that was silly. Uh, most goals are scored, one touch finished, the vast, vast majority. So that's over. So I just, I'd like, again, just like to apologise for the language used. I mean, I go, my mum watches these. I've fallen in with the wrong crowd again. Oh, you really? can maybe I apologise. You, <laughs> you can maybe beep over for us. It's a, it's a bit dirty. Yeah, um, I get a bit carried away. Yeah, it certainly uh, it do. Sounds like Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Fellas, have you started spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung, and the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join four other million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. By going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and is giving support for fighters, survivors and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. So, get 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. You were, uh, you were up at Lennox Town. You're not the only man who seemed to be up at Lennox Town or Celtic Park. Dermot Desmond oh. appeared... 
crawled out of the crypt or <laughs> wherever, he, wherever he spends his time uh, to release a, an interview where he covered a lot of stuff. Um, my main takeaway before I got on to what he covered, my main takeaway was why. I'm not quite sure. Um, if you, if, if you, maybe it's because maybe it's because we beat Rangers. There's a lot of good feeling about it. And he's like, right, I need, to, I need to absorb some of this. Yeah. You know, I need to absorb some of this good feeling. Um, I probably would have waited to the end of the season though before, you know, but like I don't get to tell Dermot Desmond what he wants to do with his money and he doesn't get to tell me what I want to do with mine. Drip Daddy Desmond. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the topics covered, um, which took a lot of ire from people, was uh, Fraser Foster was um, told us he was going to come back. We made the decision to let Craig Gordon go and then Fraser Foster decided he didn't want to come back. We went out and bought Barcast. That caused a bit of furore online people saying well why are we agreeing to this and that was a mistake and all that my takeaway from it Stephen was the timelines don't need to match up Fraser Foster and June could say he wants to go Craig Gordon's contract's ending at the end of July he wants to know what he's going to do with his future so you just let Craig Gordon make his decisions and then you go out and you buy Barkas who was highly rated at the time Craig almost... Gordon was third choice at the time Aye, well. yeah. Gordon was going anyway there's no way there's he... No... If he gets the offer to go back to Hearts and be the first choice keeper for mm. the foreseeable future, he's going to take that. He's not going to sit in the bench at Celtic. That's ridiculous. I think that just plays into this silly narrative that's going to be that Celtic should never let Craig Gordon go. It's, <laughs> I, I, I don't buy into that for a second. Do you See, have any thoughts on the handshake thing, the Fraser Foster saying he was coming back and changing his mind? Do you think Celtic should have been a bit more firm on that? Uh, what else can you do if the guys gave his word and uh, you can't just go out and get him then? You need to wait till his contract expires with Celtic's loan move then get him again. But... Isn't that like, I, I, I didn't really take much notice of the Desmond interview because I was like, well, what's the point in it now? I just yeah. browsed over it. But if Celtic agree a thing with Foster, you go, right, good, we're getting the same guy back. That's that's a good contingency plan. But is it then he's not coming and we go out and spend money on a a replacement? Isn't that the right thing to do? Well, yeah, I mean, that, I would... I mean, I, it would be I, better I, if he's I, good. Yes, mind you, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to sit here and defend Dermot Desmond, you know, but I think that all the way that Celtic operated in these last couple of years, because there was lots of mistakes oh, made, I, but I think when Barkas came in, people were pretty positive about him. I mean, I went spent five million on a Champions League goalkeeper from Greece. So he comes in. The next talking point was the, the Neil Lennon thing. And he sort of said, look, uh, he had faith in Neil Lennon. The, things we do, the way we do things at Celtic... Uh, we support, we offer support to people and to help them do the job and get the job right. I just wish they would stop talking about Neil Lennon at, yeah. at Celtic. You just let that, we just need to let that period pass, don't we? Oh, the time for this was long, long ago. Mm. I don't want to hear about it ever again, frankly. Never I, mind yeah. now when there's a huge swell of positivity about the club. The, the fans couldn't be more, couldn't be more behind the club just now. I mean, mm. I, I I say the club, I mean the team and the managers yeah. and all that. The board is always going to be the, a, a source of contention for a lot of people. That's the way I hear about it just now. I don't want to hear about Neil Lennon. I don't want to hear about the member of the January review and all that stuff. I don't want let it just let it die down. I do not want images of that conjured up in my head when we're in the middle of a admittedly we're in a good place, but it's still a title race just now. I don't want to be thinking about Neil Lennon and that Christmas where we were all basically in absolute misery over the state of the team so no it was so bad. And and it's worse when you think about um, his next comment that Andrew they're always on the lookout for the next potential Celtic manager and Andrew's on a list of five names and I thought and immediately when I heard that I thought so the Japanese season ends about Christmas Andrew was sitting twiddling his thumbs you had Neil Lennon guiding a sinking ship here you probably could have been Neil Lennon and got Andrew in last year to, to rescue yeah. to rescue something um, but one takeaway for me was and sort of gauging by what a lot of people were saying on social media was that 
there's this essence, there's this theory that the, the board have sort of lucked out on Ange, that it was a that it was a lucky draw. A lot of people have said that that's their takeaway from it. I I mean I'd like to see the working on that thought process. I'd also like to see the working that ended up with Ange at the club because it may they may have just lucked out with the city group connection. But however they ended up with Ange Postacoglu, it's been a revelation. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I think it is just the city group thing that really does that because mm. it's always going to be lol city group that's going to be the link there but oh sorry to interrupt but it, another important point was he did say it was Peter and himself that appointed Ange and Ange he would walk 500 miles to manage Celtic no do you remember a guy called Don Mackay yes <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no mention of that no no, no. Uh, but the like the board and Peter Lawling we, we covered it extensively Aye. last season but we, we've said it multiple times see if you're going to be like Man City be like them then mm. go and do the right stuff because there's probably not a better club to go and copy and that's what Celtic should be doing and if Ange is uh, within that group that's the type of guys we should be looking at because mm. it's the exact type of football Celtic want to play it's the exact type of character that we want in a manager and that's what we got so does it really matter how we got him? no really because not we got him now and it, it, the guy's been a revelation better than anything we could have expected it's to be in this position where we are right now is beyond my wildest dreams I think if at the start of the season if we were six points behind going into these last five games you'd be like you know what we've got a game against them if we mm. beat them we could luck out and win the title to be six points ahead with a home game against them in a cup semi-final with a trophy in the bag is beyond my wildest I, I just, dreams I just want to sort of Go back a wee bit and say though, I think that the point is, and I think it's important, Stephen, to think about this is if they locked out in Ange, all the mistakes and errors that were made during the Neil Lennon thing are, you know, those levers are still in place. They could be pulled and the same mistakes could happen again yeah, at yeah. any point. I just, I struggle to buy into the narrative that Celtic locked out on this manager from Japan that nobody would ever heard of. That It's just, if they were going to luck out, say they appointed, I don't know, Jack Ross, and Jack Ross came good. Then I said, okay, you just locked out. You just took the guy across the M8. He, he kind of locked out a wee bit. But I think you need to do your homework on someone like Ange, don't you? You need to go and sort of find him. He's a bit like scouting a good a good player. That's, the, I think, the working that went into Ange more than just locking out on him. Yeah, I, I think you can remain sceptical and healthily sceptical and critical of the board's methods and how they go about things because I think that's... I think that's right. I think you yeah. should always yeah. hold people to account that, that are running the club... But that, you don't have to extend that all the way to the fact that they're just bumbling idiots staggering about the halls of Celtic Park, stepping on rakes and <laughs> Dermot Desmond's walking about, he steps in a bucket of water and his tie comes flying. <laughs> they, they don't have to be outright imbeciles for you to still retain the healthy you know, scepticism yeah. of how they, they run things. I don't think they're just lucking out. I don't really know what that means. How I do you appoint a girl like that? See if you're going to criticise, sorry to interrupt, but if you're going to criticise the level of criticism sort of needs to be above just pointing at it going luck to rubbish bad yeah, you know yeah. show, show your button a wee bit yeah, on yeah. it and I, I just I find it difficult to, to that, that, that they locked out in Ange is, is basically what I'm saying it, it included in the, the Dermot Desmond thing was a wee dig at Rangers about how they're always going to be financially prudent how he's not going to sell his shares see on the, the Ange thing as well when we're talking about the board and how they got things wrong like yeah they got things wrong last year but in the summer, they tried to fix that because they went for Eddie Howe, who is proven to be a very good manager for Newcastle. Mm, yeah, and yeah. when they didn't get him, they went and got a better manager in Ange Postacoglu. So the two targets they went for are two very, very good managers. So look, and, and, and the speed of time, I think, I, I don't want to retread all this. This is the problem with Dermot Desmond. People are talking about this now, but the, 
Eddie Howe collapsed and then was it five days later they announced that they were bringing in Posta Coglu so yeah, it, yeah. It, that's how is that not how you do it you work on target one and then you keep people in the back burner it's like the Foster thing isn't it Foster Barkas I'm not saying they're perfect because I know oh, people might pick not. up on that but I feel like that's kind of how that it should work. Well, Posta Goglu was linked the day that Eddie Howe turned it down. Was it the so, day I yeah, knew it was very, we, very soon? We did Stephen, a, Stephen McGowan yeah. said it straight, was it straight away. Yeah, mm. we did a live reaction to the Eddie Howe deal falling through, which seems seems all trite now no, when you think back to it. But we, we were convinced it was going to be him for obvious reasons. But then it was announced that they, it wasn't going to be. And Ange Posta Goglu's name was mentioned that day because we scoffed at it. We were like, who the hell is that guy? So I saw in essence, Dermot, see if you're going to speak, can you just kind of wait until we've won the league and not come uh, out and cause distractions and kind of just bask in, in all the good stuff that Ange is doing? Just just for the time being, just let it go. yeah. Just don't geese your pish. Don't <laughs> yeah, come back to me when we've done some... you daft billionaire. <laughs> so we have got... lucked out in those billions as well, by the way. <laughs> Put them, put them in a suitcase a, a big brown bag Probably Shouldn't they have them That's what I say Right <laughs> listen Enough's enough League That's taken care of itself At the moment Scottish Cup Rangers Easter Sunday Hamden Melly You confident? I'm not eh, As confident as I can be With these, these games As we've already spoke about In the past It's the childhood trauma And Look Celtic have been playing Very well recently mm. But look, It was a it was a tough game at Ibrooks. We we had to really go and grind out. I do think Celtic can play better, but just looking at it, going too well, man. Like mm. a, a treble again. I just don't believe it. I just don't think Stephen we could just go on a treble, take it, right, neighbor. As if you're just picking up off a shop. Because the game has to be won, doesn't it? We we kind of just it's not one on paper. Mm. We are playing well. We won seven 0 but Rangers bounced back at the weekend there and got a decent result, but. They went one four nil when there's no pressure on them anymore. Really, mm. they've just, they they win games because well they're six points behind. Unreal, realistically, they probably won't win the league, so they go out and smash teams. But when the pressure's on them, that's when you see the true Rangers. So I'm hoping again. The ideal situation is they go out on Thursday and they get beat in Europe, and they go out of that. Then on Sunday, fans are touchy with them. Celtic get off to a decent start. And there's more ravenous bears in the crowd going at them because look, if Celtic turn up and play the way we can play, we should have enough to. Uh, Stephen, I just I, I refuse to accept that this season is just going to go from us sitting here going Ange Postacoglu, who's that? To me sitting going, look, we need to find a way to win these games. We can't <laughs> keep dropping points. To just going, ah, treble. Do you know what I'm fair to <laughs> If we if we play our own game, we'll beat Rangers at Hamden. I'm not having that, Stephen. I want more cutting. I want you to. Where's uh, his bravado gone for the other week? Hey, I reserve that for the patrons. Patreon.com <laughs> slash 20 Minute Tims is where you can get extra content from us and support this wonderful podcast. If you've been following us for a while, you have seen that we've changed from three guys in a room on our knees, literally on our knees, huddled around 150 quid microphone to everything you see here. We have full coverage of all the league run-in as well as all the celebrations if we do win the league in the cup. Patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims podcasts, videos and Writing Stephen Oh and bravado Stephen yeah, a, It's out of camera But there's a, a wee figurine Of Henri Camara Just above my head there Just an example Of some of the laughs We have around here Charlie McGrew there Charlie McGrew uh, Yep just, just over, yep. Yeah. Rage uh, Charlie please come on the podcast <laughs> My absolute favourite My absolute favourite how, how do I feel about this game I, It's the same as always Really I do I, I think Celtic are playing Really really well mm. And have good reason To be very confident However Is the league Maybe the focus now Again, talk nah, talk I've about got a week to this game, yeah. mate. We talk about human nature. Is it is it maybe natural to be just like 
thinking about the league now. Know, like this is the problem, Stephen, right? I refuse to accept we're just going to win a treble as a matter of course this season, right? And just for seasons. We'll just walk. You don't just walk into uh, the cinch. You don't just walk into Scotland and win trebles like that. Well, we, we, we do. We've done <laughs> refuse to accept it. But when I look at the players, I think, God, they're all amazing. <laughs> when I look at the ones come back for injury, I think, God, Kyogo, Bullers, he's coming <laughs> back, right? When I look at the manager, I've got trust in my real dad, Ange Postacoglu, <laughs> right? And when I look at Rangers, I think bums. You're all bums. Fa- Rangers have gone fake. Can you see us now? To blink and you miss it. That's what's happened to them, right? <laughs> How many eyes do they blink with? Uh, just uh, two, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Blink with both eyes. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Um, Hamden, it's a training ground for us. Hamders. Hamders is a training ground for us, Stephen. <laughs> so there must be something in this equation here. There must be a fly in the ointment, a spanner in the works. Maybe, maybe. A panic button. Yeah, and a, 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 a pan. I'm, I, I just I want you to give you me riddled, pan- riddled with panic no, buttons. No, I'm not. That's the thing. I want you to give me panic buttons. Right. <laughs> See, I'm absolutely, absolutely coursing with panic buttons all <laughs> over me. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I can't really see. As Melly says, if anything, we're playing too well, Clive. Mm. At the moment, yeah. if, anything, <laughs> if anything, we're doing, we're scoring too many goals. Uh, I'm confident. I th- I think Celtic can can win this game. Uh, I, to be honest, a treble would be absolutely delightful. Of course, it would. Uh, it but has to be said though, Stephen. Right, this is the semi final. Yes. So yeah. it's not yeah, just yeah, win this uh, and get a treble. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's absolutely true. And um, if we do get past this, and I don't want to look past this, you will have. Either one of those teams, Hearts or Hibs, that get through, that's what their season is going to be all about. Mm. That that final, whoever gets to the final, that's all their season's resting on now because Hibs have failed to get into the top six and Hearts are so comfortable in third that they basically don't really need to do anything for the rest of the season. So Tough one for Sean if he loses that. Isn't oh it? yeah, uh, big time, uh, under pressure. But uh, Celtic have good reason to be very confident. They're the best team in the country. Uh, as it... And, on current form, I don't think I'm being controversial. Nope. I don't want to hear about it in the comments, Bells. <laughs> hey, I know you're ravenous and <laughs> snarling and clawing out there, Bells. But I think I don't think it's controversial to say that on current form, Celtic are comfortably the mm. best team in the country. Scoring the most goals, conceding the fewest goals. That's how it works. That's how form works. By the way, did you see the tweet Barcelona put up recently? Ah, uh, the Rangers one, eh? What? And our Rangers uh, made up uh, they, This is What is it We've won 15 games in a row The most in Europe And people like Celtic Have won 30 Or Porto won 57 Or something <laughs> like that It's Absolutely. just made up Nonsense not, not I, WWF style Never liked Barcelona yeah. oh, I Never mm, liked them con- Controversial take that one But we'll leave that for another day uh, no, Ever since we were Piping them up The Celtic way And all that Years ago Oh that was gross man off. Remember Aye. Uh, nah, this, this game So uh, I caught a f- No more than a few minutes Of their game The St Mirren versus the old firm. Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. They went one 0 up quite early on, yeah. so I just chucked it. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. I wasn't doing my job. But we were going to do a bit of previewing for that. Couldn't be bothered with it. I didn't want to see them route it. So Kamar Roof scored two free headers by yep. the looks of it. They got a key injury. Mm-hmm. I noticed though, Hellander was on crutches, so it's unlikely he'll make it. However, I, I don't really concern myself with that because. I think Balogun is always pretty reliable yeah. against Celtic. I don't yeah. think he's he's really all that much to crow about in a difference between Hellander. There's kind of much of a muchness between the centre half, so it's going to be Goldson and one of them anyway, so I'm not really bothered about that. Morelos being missing is is huge for them yep. because I think Roof's quite good. I think he's a decent player, but I think them not having Morelos, immediately after Celtic have gubbed them twice recently they immediately started talking about how they were missing Morelos basically they can't play without Morelos so that Mm. stands going into this as well 
I'm, I'm confident about it. I don't think it'll be the end of the world if we don't get through this, to be perfectly honest. I'll be gutted at the time. Yeah, yeah. I will be. Yeah. I don't ever like losing to Rangers. But you take the bigger picture. Yeah. Where I, we were I think so. to where we are. Of course I want to win a treble. Of course I do. But uh, will I be totally crestfallen if, if Celtic don't make yet another final? The answer's no. And I'm only being honest. I'm only speaking for myself. Of course I would love to win it. And I'll be gutted for, for hours afterwards if that were to happen. But I think I think Celtic can take the positives from that and go on and get the job done in the league. Crestfallen. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Chris, it was first time for crestfallen <laughs> in the podcast, isn't it? Jesus. It's maybe we were speaking about it <laughs> recently where we said, look, free. almost more offensive than <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, you made me feel bad for saying that now. <laughs> uh, it's when we were speaking recently about look, we've got three games against Rangers coming up, one mm. at Ibrooks, one at Hamden, one at Celtic Park, one down kind of looking at these other two games and I'm just wary that we're going right if we beat Rangers in that the mm. cup semi-final then we beat them at home we can win the league at Hearts away and I'm like it might happen like that but in my head because of everything we've been through as fans like can he beat them three times now well, that, well, that, plus it's can pragmatic because on. Rangers are still a decent side they're not like the waffle that the, the rest of the league's made up by they're second they were first for a very very long time and it was a tricky tie at Ibrox. Yeah. So they're, they're going to be our most difficult opponent. What if, let me put this to you, what if we lose at Hamden, right? Do you think that sets us on a shaky peg for the Celtic Park game? Uh, Do you think that might have a knock-on effect? Get their tails up a wee bit, show them that they can beat us? Stephen's well, nodding. Possibly, but I've just got faith in this team mm. that they're, we've seen when they drop points against Hibs, but beating teams after that, we don't let... Rarely have we this season, apart from the start, have we dropped points in more than one game at a time or lost and then lost the next one. We seem to bounce back fairly quickly and there's just still the odd question mark over this team. Not much anymore, but this is a, a huge game and it's one game if we win this in the final and I know we're taking it in a, in a sort of bigger picture as a mm. treble, but again, it's just if you go out and beat Rangers you're in the final of the Scottish Cup and then you've got one game to win the Cup and then we've got league games. So if we're doing what Andrew's doing, taking it one game at a time, we've got a week's break in here. Rangers will get a tough European game yep. in there. Jack and Marcus will likely be out. So there's maybe question marks. Kyogo about... loves Hamden. Uh, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I don't think he'll start. I think if there was a... They might, but... Surely he must start. He's been on, he's been on the bench. He's, the, he's the been fit thing... for weeks. The only thing that's well, that was his first week of full training uh, last week. But the only thing is, if he was ready to start a game, I think he would have came on for Jack and Marcus on the twenty-five minute mark rather than bring on yeah. a badder. So that was that's the only thing that's put doubt in my head because not coming on till the what the seventy-second minute, getting eighteen minutes in his legs, and then going into a Hamden game against Rangers, I don't see Ange doing that. I think it will be a badder that plays. My head will go through the middle, and we'll have Kyogo on the bench. It's not quite as effective, that is it? I mean, Maida, Maida's been great recently, but is he, I don't know if he's necessarily that great through the middle. But we used to say he's better through the middle than yeah, out wide, yeah, and yeah. he's just been brilliant <laughs> everywhere. It, I think it's just, I think that's my, it's kind of coloured my opinion by how good Giacomacus has been yeah. recently, yeah. and obviously Kyogo. Bad start top scorer. Yeah, I can't be far off. Uh, um, but uh, it just seems a little bit less, less potent, I would mm. say, that front three without the, the very obvious focal point of Jack and Marcus or, or yeah, I think so. Yeah, but if that's if that's the only option, 
it's not that I'm not confident in it. It's just that it, it gives me pause for thought, and I think mm. well, it's a wee bit less, wee bit less you know, ferocious uh, than the the front three we could offer. But if that if that's the front three, if Abada comes in, then I mean he scored he scored at the weekend as well. Yeah. He could have had more, so he'll be he scored against uh, Rangers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, and he'll be choking to get back into the team and back impressing. So I don't think there's really a lineup that I could see currently that would make me think. Oh, I don't really know about this, so I'm less confident because there's so many options. Barkas and goal, ball and goal, <laughs> ball and goal. Just, just do that for the last game of the season. <laughs> yeah. Give them all, all your old favourites. Give them a wave <laughs> as, as, they're, as they're coming out. A yeti. Just wave them all goodbye. Um, look. We should have probably mentioned it earlier on, but we have a sponsor for this week's podcast. It's footballprizes.co.uk. This week, they are raffling away for £3.95 a ticket or 10% off if you use the code TIMS, a signed and framed Dyson Maeda home shirt. I think we've all bought tickets for that. So it's footballprizes.co.uk. Use code TIMS and they give away Celtic prizes every single week. So the draw is on Thursday. There's only 99 tickets. So it's no one of these things with a million tickets. It's 99 tickets priced at £3.95 or if you use our code you get a discount and it's signed Celtic merchandise every week and this week it's Dyson Maeda home shirt. That would look lovely in here, guys. Oh, that would look lovely. I, I yeah. don't want to take down my Keep the Hail. No. Charlie McGrew's not leaving. <laughs> so if no. we win that, we're going to have to find space for it elsewhere because I'm definitely not taking Charlie McGrew down. Anyway, bring on the Rangers on Easter Sunday. It's going to be Hamden. Hamden's miserable. We all know it. We don't like Hamden. Hamden bring your tricolours, lads. Bring your tricolours, yes, right. yes. Yeah. Um, Hamden is going to be a bit miserable. We don't like it. The trip there's always <laughs> crap. Getting home's always a nightmare. And it's always, why is it always pissing down at Hamden as well? <laughs> yeah, it's no. always Baltic and pissing down. But anyway, that doesn't matter. We will have immediate match reaction on patreon.com slash 20 minute times and that's where we'll wrap up this episode of 20 Minute Times. Thank you so much to everyone who watches and listens. Thanks especially to everyone who's tuned in. Last week's podcast was the biggest on YouTube that we've ever done. Probably one of the biggest podcasts we've ever put out anywhere. So thanks so much to everyone that's tuned in and likes and comments. And if you don't want to join the Patreon, that's fine. Just subscribe to our YouTube, leave a wee comment or leave a five-star review on your podcast app. There's a bunch of ways you can help us out if you like what we're doing. Thank you so much. 